What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to Three's a Podcast. I'm here with uh, Ms. Pulaski and uh, Evan Reda. And today we're yep. going to be discussing the uh, importance of the uh, family structure and how it affects every part of society. Um, Mr. Pulaski will be uh, heading this topic. So, uh, Ms. Pulaski, what is your... Um, how, well, in, in your opinion, how does it... Uh, affect every part of society and and why that's a good place to start because it's it is a bit of a it's kind of an all-encompassing topic because it can go in a lot of directions but i guess the to start off just the basics and we'll kind of unravel from there um the reason why it affects all every part of society is because i mean society um this is going to sound like uh you know it's going to sound like uh sociology 101 or something but uh or <laughs> I realize how dumb this is going to sound, but it, it's, it, I mean, it has to be stated. Society is basically just made up of people, right? So the thing is anyone who's, who's in, who's a met, I'm, I'm, I mean, you can look at it top down, right? You look at like crime rates, right? Heavy crime areas or something. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you think, do you think like there's a lot of factors, Yeah. but the basics of it are, to me is if you're you, it all comes down to parenting and you're the environment you grow up in. right and so that's why i think it's it's that's why i think it affects every part of society if you have a whole broken down um neighborhood for mm -hmm. instance it's you know just uh living in poverty crime gangs stuff like that Right. You could probably look at every single one of those, like start, you know, look, you could probably do surveys in the area and find out that it's a bunch of single mother households, a mm -hmm. bunch of orphan kids, abandoned kids, kids who are, you know, leaving the house at, at 14, 15, 16, right. girls getting pregnant at 12 years old. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, so I guess, I guess to, to answer that basic question, um, uh, and I understand these are complex issues. I'm not saying that it's like, a hundred percent this uh, in right. every situation, but I think that it's a pretty glaring. Uh, I think it's pretty pretty obvious that mm. uh, when the family structure is messed up, um, and and uh, you you know you don't have parents, uh, you either don't have parents at all, or you don't have parents playing the roles they should be playing right. um, in their kid's life. Mm -hmm. You end up having. I mean, look at a. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I won't speak for you two or, or, or anyone, but we all know people, uh, you know, who are dealing with crap their entire life just because, you know, maybe their dad was an a-hole. Yeah. It's like now they're dealing with emotional issues over that for years. So mm, I course. think uh, you, you take that you look at like a poor neighborhood, you, you take someone who, you know, maybe has a single mother who's poor and you put them in an environment where they're surrounded by violence and gangs and drugs. Mm -hmm. It's like, what chance do they have to become like a, a, a productive, you know, a, a productive uh, member of society? It's like, right. uh, so anyway, I guess just to kind of overall uh, emphasize there, um, I do, I just think that if we could get, if we could focus on that and get that right, mm -hmm. it could actually solve a lot of these other issues. We wouldn't be arguing as much about, school shootings or things like that uh if we had you know kids who were properly uh, parented i mean that might be another issue but right um and i think the thing that i think irritates me about it is politicians never talk about it mm -hmm. 
you know, sometimes conservatives will throw it out. They talk about important family values and stuff. Usually when they say family values, they're talking specifically on the abortion topic mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, and like, or like talking about, you know, you know, it'll end up being sexual stuff, but it's usually, they're just kind of playing to the crowd. And yeah. it's just frustrating that it's like, we're having all within the country, we have all these social issues and all these arguments and, and mm-hmm. we're trying to deal with poverty and violence. And it's like, if you could just focus on, you know, it's like you're treating the symptoms, you know, right. And it's like, you need to you know cut it off at the head a little bit, which is, and now here's the other part of it, by the way, uh, just to be clear, I'm, I'm not trying to stand on a hill and preach here because right. I don't necessarily know how you go about doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the obvious answers was, you know, is that community was more important at a certain time in our culture, mm-hmm. church, for instance, uh, even if you didn't have uh, necessarily the best family at home, you, you know, church families and communities were important. Right. So you were still kind of getting some of those elements. Mm-hmm. But now family has become, and part of it just being, um, it's you're not as re, you're not relying on your family as much in a tribal sense as we were even even a hundred years ago. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we we're at a point now in America where, you know, even the even the the, the poorest people have smartphones, and mm-hmm. you know, we're, economically we're doing fairly well. Right, and I think with the internet too we're we're living in a time where it's very easy to get disconnected from people yeah and 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 i think that 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 might be another aspect but but anyway as you can see it sounds like i'm, I'm kind of rambling but uh as you can see it's such a big topic that's why i think it'd be good you know that's why i picked it to do on the show is because i think we could kind of dissect these different areas um and go into them. <clears throat> i don't know if you guys have any particular places you kind of want to talk about uh, or you have any ideas about family um i'm sure we'll get into the specifics but um yeah that that is a lot a lot to take in um one thing that i've noticed uh is that i've heard that the uh the family structure the way it operates is actually um i don't i don't know how how to uh explain this very well but it's basically like a mirror of how to um i don't know I, evan i might need your help but um uh like a mirror of how to like run things yeah even when you're not like not in the family like when you're like running a business or, or something like that um oh i see what you're saying it's sort of a, a yeah. structure yeah yeah exactly um so that's actually i didn't know uh like i understand we're getting into the uh, i feel like more of the emotional parts of it um that's okay yeah um i didn't know if you were going to uh how i guess how broad the or what what type of parts you wanted to basically center on Uh, but i know this i I think we could go anywhere we want to go i mean wherever's interesting we can go down Uh, um i'll probably even if we do get off on some, some other areas, I think, you know, at the end of it, uh, you know, if it's interesting to us, it'll be interesting to the listeners, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'll, I'll, and and I'll make sure to touch on the points that I kind of want to touch on. So, so take it wherever you want to go, man. So, um, I know that I, that's just something that I've, I've, uh, been told. So it's from my understanding. It's stuff that I've, 
um, heard from like uh, church and and all of that. It's not. Um, yeah, it's it's the uh, uh, yeah stuff that I've been taught at, at at a couple churches that I've that I've gone to uh, valid worldview and um, I've uh, dang I've noticed online lately they have and I think it's it's more along uh, like feminist or, or something like that. Um, there was this one YouTuber that said that they were trying to, um, and I think as a society we we don't necessarily understand how important like fathers are, but they'll they'll um, they there's this thing that's been happening where they they undermine, I guess the importance of how uh, the importance of a father and how greatly. A father can impact a child and stuff like that um, and I definitely know in societies that well in life really when you when you have uh, a bad upbringing um, whether or not your father was there but if you have a bad upbringing that can greatly affect um, your take on the world and and how you better you know how you perceive the world and your idea and stuff like that, which can, uh, in essence, greatly affect, um, you know, greatly affect the world around us. You said that we are becoming more of a uh, fatherless society. Is that what you said? Um, Earlier, Matt? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I said that exactly, but I agree with that. Um, well, mm -hmm. just, I mean, statistically, we are. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... So, uh, that's what I. That's what I meant. That's what I was trying to get to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Fatherless society just sounded more poetic in some way, <laughs> so that's why I wasn't thinking necessarily stats, but um, yeah, it sounds like a business. It kind of sounds like a book that your professor would, a, prof a college professor would make you read. Yeah, it does. The Fatherless Society. <laughs> it it does it does it reminds me of that movie, uh, what the the poets society or something like that. But anyway, oh, yeah, 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 dead post society. Um, but no, so like uh, understanding, like with with that knowledge, knowing how bad that is, that greatly affects the kids, and it does it does uh, it does trickle down uh, very much, and will affect the. Um, I don't know. I I, I feel like. If things don't change, it, it just becomes an endless cycle. Uh, we have more vain kids because they don't feel value. And so we have more of these, uh, I don't know, like these these apps and these, these other like products geared toward people because they don't, they don't feel, you know, valuable or, you know, they don't have any self-worth or, or anything like that. I'm sorry. Are you saying they're? Do you mean so they don't feel value? Um, yeah. So a so lot they, of, they don't feel value in themselves, so they're finding value in material items more. Yeah, and I know I know a lot of the the strength and stuff like that. Um, like, so okay, based on experience and, and based on on my upbringing and just my my brothers and sisters. 
I know that if my dad was more emotionally there, it'd probably be a difference in the way I was well, I was brought up. Um, and there there would definitely be a difference in the way, you know, my sisters and, and brothers uh, were brought up. Um, you know, I, I, I came from a place that was very, like, uh, emotionally abusive uh, and physically. But, you know, even after it stopped, I didn't have that, you know, kind of like, I'm proud of you. You know, you're worthy kind of like moment or whatever. Um, so I, I feel like when there's not that kind of thing in the home, then, you know, kids, uh, children are going to look for it elsewhere. And so um, they're always going to need something that gives them, you know, that self-worth or whatever if they can't get it from their father. And so do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. They're finding substitutes. Yeah, they're, they're finding substitutes. And I, I was... Going back to what you said earlier, you said statistics. Statistically, we are becoming more of a fatherless kind of society. And so that affects uh, the children and, and, and how things. Um, I can't think of the word, but yeah, you, just how well, things turn out. Know, yeah. Yeah, even emotionally can, can mess, you mm -hmm. know, mess people up. And Absolutely. Yeah, um, and I think, uh, well, Evan, what do you think? I mean, do you have anything to say uh, on what we've talked about thus far? Uh, well, you guys have covered a lot of ground already. Um, I was going to get into uh, psychologically how family affects you, but him uh, bringing up the endless cycle, um, yeah. I, I think that that's, you know, that's uh, very accurate. You know, I, I think a lot of people... In, uh, I don't know. I think that's almost become common knowledge. Uh, it used to be something that was, I guess, more well known among psychologists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah you're, um, you you are prone to repeat the uh, the mistakes of your parents. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you know you were talking about the uh, basically how fathers are becoming less important or considered less important in yeah, society. They are considered less important in society. Yes. Um, that comes, you know, I would say that that comes from years of, you know, us building a fatherless society. Um, I mean, because, you know, when something's absent, it becomes, it's, it will kind of be viewed as unimportant because people don't realize a lot of times the issues that they have and they mm -hmm. will, you know, decide, you know, I guess not having the benefits, you know, mm -hmm. you don't really see the flaws. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have a much of a comparison right right and you know I, i'd say a, a majority of people i know our age um you know do at least know their father but there was still the divorce or it was a broken home or he never showed up and mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, I think you know i don't know if you want to get into how we start kind of repairing some of these issues yet but uh, that that's one that has really, uh, I don't know, it, that's an issue that I've thought a lot about and very passionate about is how much, how prominent that's become, especially in American culture. Mm -hmm. um, 
and how it's, you know, I'm looking at the next, our generation and the next, you know, because we've got Gen Z coming in, you know, they're getting, you know, up into, you know, their late teens, early 20s here pretty soon. And I can see it happening again with them very easily. Yeah, yeah, Gen Z. Yeah, because uh, I believe Gen Z starts at 1995 or 96 and ends at 2015. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't quite sure what they, because they've moved the, the years around for uh, millennials and everyone else. So. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. Um, but, yeah. I will, I mean, yeah, I, I, I will say it's it all comes down to almost a, I mean, it, it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with that pattern is a general lack of accountability where uh, a lot of us say, you know, a lot of people say to themselves, well, I can't, this is all I know. Mm -hmm. And don't take it upon themselves to make the change. Yeah. You know, so I, I think, you know, the reason it's gotten worse is a lack of personal accountability. And I think mm -hmm. uh, it will continue to get worse until people at least, you know, there is a large movement to change that. Yeah. It, uh, a movement in practice, not a movement of awareness because everybody's already aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I think, um, let's go back. This, this actually kind of does go back to like a couple of, um, a couple of topics that we did before. I, I, I can't exactly, uh, remember, uh, what they were, um, but I know there was. Oh, I, I think one of them was an after-hours episode. But um, I know one of the topics definitely will uh, uh, that I'll that I'll bring up is is the one you were talking about, like self-reflection um, and stuff. The the foundation of self-improvement, and I know that when it comes to uh, other, you know other people, um, having kids, uh, you know, and whether or not, like, I know there's probably an issue, uh, with father, um, so I didn't want to, like, bring it away from the, the family structure, you know, influencing society. Anyway, sorry, I was trying to, um, yeah. but on the topic, you know, that we're at, we're, uh, oh, God. Yeah. Well, just well, about any of the issues we're going to discuss is going to come back to that that very issue of you have a uh, you have a, a man that did not want to handle his responsibilities, so he took off. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. That, yeah, that's kind of. Um, and then go, his yeah. son did the same thing, mm. and then after a few generations, it just becomes a standard. You know, that's just what that family does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, as messed up as it sounds, that's what it, you know. And then you have a slew of other, you know, some, not just psychological, you know, not just psychological issues, but right. just, you know, just so many things can be traced back to that one, that one issue. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The interesting thing is to see how it spreads and how it starts. I mean, obviously you have the, you have the like just because what you were saying was interesting. Like you end up having this cycle where it just becomes normalized within the family, mm -hmm. and then I guess you have all those kids going out and doing that. So over time, you are spreading this. But 
I always wonder how it starts. And, and if you think about it, it all comes down to sex, which we'll get into that, I think, in a, in a bit. But, right. I mean, anyone, you could come from the most well-functioning family and you make a dumb move or something goes wrong or the condom breaks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now, because this is what I think, right? I think a lot of this stuff starts off with kids being, and I say kids, but I mean, you know, you're, you're a 15-year-old having sex and right. you get your 14-year-old girlfriend pregnant Mm -hmm. it's like no matter what family you came from or what great upbringing you came from from Mm -hmm. you you're now automatically just by virtue of being young teen parents are going to be starting your kid off on a worse level so it can almost happen to anyone Mm -hmm. really just because of the way the nature of sex i think Mm -hmm. yeah well and look, look at the modern attitude uh towards it yeah um, uh, I mean, yeah, you can look at, you know, and I'm not saying that uh, necessarily everybody needs to fall in line and follow the traditional Christian value of it, but it is held in such a liberal regard at this point mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, we've, we've gone to the point where we've completely ignored the uh, psychological consequences of, doing, of that, you know, uh, to where it's just, you know, I mean, it's it's become so casual. Yeah, and, and even though there are studies that show that there are you know consequences, profound psychological effects that yeah. come from your attitude and how you judge those actions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, down to you know chemicals in the brain. You know, mm-hmm. the, how your uh, Neurology will rewire itself. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, or you can simplify it and call it, you know, the addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and trauma, and I mean, all all that comes from getting to a point where you just decide that anything goes, and you don't. Nobody decides to guard or temper themselves, so they throw them. You know, they throw caution to the wind, and then you get. You know all the issues you were just talking about, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to, um, you know, outbreaks of you know huge outbreaks of disease and right. Um, even a uh, very uh, I don't know. I, I guess you could say that the having a um, more, uh, more tolerant attitude on uh, rape to an extent. And I, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, just the general public, but there are what do you mean more and more of these. There, there, are more, there are more and more pockets that you're seeing that I'm seeing around just online and just in just random conversations have happened where people are just like acting like it's just not, you know, it's just not as bad as, you know, it really is. And yeah, that that concerns me because I mean the average person is going to say no, that's messed up. But I think we're seeing more and more people that are messed up in the head that are just like are yeah. getting messed up in the head. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think when it comes to that, I don't want to like change the subject at all. But on that on that note, for a moment, um, we we'll probably get another podcast or yeah. Anyway, I think. The issue is like 
sometimes I know we have this problem with women crying rape and there's there's been a number of of women that have done that and you know when you when you're sitting there hearing um talking about feminism and how um how cancerous it can be um and you get these feminists who are you know saying that we live in a rape culture but then on the other hand they're crying rape and it's it's not it's not true at all we get to this point and i know it's i know it's accidental i know it's not on purpose but we get to this point to where we're like i don't believe you i don't believe you because you've done it before you know um we we already we already despise feminism as it is um and and the the um discussions that they have because they're just so like um not not necessarily like too meaningless but they're they're just very small it's it's just very small things that these feminists like care about uh like like man spreading and and just other like meaningless topics like that um and then when you when you hear them talk about rape and then and do something like that that just um i feel like it, it just taints their it it does taint their like a it, it taints what comes out of their mouth as, as a, uh, not as a, as a movement. It, it, it taints their movement is what it does. Um, and in tainting their movement, we are, we are tainting, tainting, uh, uh, twisting, uh, you know, people who are, you know what I'm getting at, but when other women like, start to do that, yes, it, we just have this idea of no, they're not telling the truth because they they've done it before, um, and so and I don't think it's, you know, that obviously wasn't purposeful. It just it just happened, um, and so and I I know there's I know there's been discussions on uh, talking to women uh, about that because uh, there's been plenty of videos where they're like, no, like. That's totally wrong. If you expect it, if you expect to be taken seriously, then you know you obviously shouldn't do that. And anytime that happens, um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the other women that actually come out and are being raped aren't going to be taken seriously because you know more and more women are anyway. That yeah. Sorry, do you, you know what I'm saying, Evan? Yeah, I get. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but um, unless unless you had something else that you wanted to say, I do. I did have a question. Uh, well, yeah, well no. what's the question? Um, I'm kind of just trying to expand on how uh, dark and ill-tempered person can get without the right family structure. It with you know, because anytime you go, you know, you look at a person's family life right. that is someone that's, you know, that's committed heinous crimes, unless you have someone that was, you know, a sociopath or mm -hmm. there's usually some sort of, 
it was it wasn't necessarily a moment that made him break it was a series of moments right um with you know and it was you know something that they observed within their family life that uh subconsciously became just a part of their reality it was just a belief that they started to hold mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you don't even know where that belief came from you know it's just for as long as i can remember i've always felt this way about this right Stunned and to you, it's a total fact because, you know, it, because it, it's something that keeps manifesting itself in your life. You know, you keep going through that pattern mm-hmm. and it goes back to, oh, well, I, you know, you know, you don't even know how that, um, that crappy thing you had to deal with for the first 18 to 20 years of your life, you know, right. It caused you to have that belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, that, that, yeah. Uh, what was your question? So, um, my question is: uh, Do you think more of the uh, families are failing because there's lack of people getting married, and, and um, there's not much of a uh, when it comes to like, let's say, let's say they did have a kid, they weren't married. Uh, <laughs> is it is it easier for the partner to just leave? Knowing that he's not married, uh, and I said, I'm going to say a lot easier. Okay, well, I and just to be clear, I did say he, and it was supposed to be, it wasn't supposed to be directed at at he's, but that's why I said well, the partner earlier. But yeah, well, anyway. we, should, we could kind of address that though the the whole he thing. The reason why, um, and I know people could, you know get upset about different roles or whatever roles, but just biologically um i think it's easier for i think there's a reason why guys walk out and women aren't like ditching which by the way that does happen uh let's be clear yeah, women no, do does. leave leave men with with kids sometimes like i know that has to happen mm-hmm. but i think most of the time you know they the biologically men don't start connecting with uh, a child until after it's born but the woman has with the child already so you know, it's a lot easier, I think, for men to just abandon a pregnant woman um, and, and kind of get get off. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't get off completely scot-free, obviously, but right. uh, as far as not having to be there as a father, they basically can. I mean, you might have to pay. I, I think I don't know exactly how all of it works, but I'm sure you have to pay like alimony or whatever. But other than that, I don't think it's not like you're forced to like love your child or, or spend time with them. Right. So it is kind of. Uh, interesting but anyway i think i just wanted to point that out like there's there's i think there's some pretty good reasons as to why it's mostly we're mostly talking about men uh and we're talking about fatherless Mm -hmm. things not to discount uh, people without mothers or mothers you know terrible mothers who walked out but just generally it's it's mostly a man thing to be honest yeah i mean let's bite the bullet and just you know but, and just, you know, basically say that the majority of it was us. It, it was the guys. We can blame ourselves for that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, what was your question again? So um, I was saying <laughs> that uh, I think there's been a statistic that um, has noted a, a decrease in, in marriages. And so I said, uh, uh, you think the family is failing because since they're not married and yet let's say they have a kid, it's easier for the guy or girl to walk out. Uh, I, I, you know, we can look, you know, legally look at marriage, or we can just look at the total lack of commitment. 
uh, that exists now. Right. I mean, because even, I mean, even within marriage there, you know, we have people, you know, I have people my age that are on their second marriage, but, wow. and I know people that have been married, you know, four or five times. Right. That are, that are in their, you know, in their forties or, you know, forties or fifties. Mm-hmm. So it, it really, there's this whole internal idea that people have now towards relationships where it's just, they're not, they're just not that committed. Right. Um, you know, you, even a wedding is simply a romantic gesture and, um, you know, it, it's got to the point where even if you do have kids together, well, we can just bail, you know, or we can just, I mean, it, it goes both ways. Um, yeah. You know, in that in you know in that context, but it, it you know, mm-hmm. you have the the guy that cheats or the guy that just you know the, the couple that just gets bored. Yeah. And you know, to me, that's not as much of an issue until you have kids involved, right. because a lot of times it's like, oh, we just don't, you know, instead of working through the actual issue, it's just, oh, we're just going to bail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. It, it becomes a total lack of concern, which. You almost blatantly see that uh, if you watch a lot of, you know, even marriage counselors on TV where it's just like, uh, it's taken to the point where the kids aren't even a priority. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, follow your own happiness. And, then, you know, well, you brought new life into the world. Your happiness isn't as important anymore. Right. right. It, it, it be, you know, it, it becomes your main objective to ensure that that child has the best life possible. You can give it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... You know, and that's where my issue comes in. It's like, well, uh, was this an impulse marriage? You know, one, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you do see more and more of that, especially in, uh, you see that a little among Christians. A lot of 18 and 19 year olds getting married. Mm-hmm. Or they do it straight out of college. You know, I, I was, me and Matt were around an entire culture of people that thought you had to be married basically by 22. As soon as you got out of college. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. To the point uh, where it wasn't about the relationship, it was about the social status. Yeah, the status, yeah. Um, And, you know, that's all well and fun if you have a society that holds you accountable and makes you stick with, you know, the uh, the vows that you make. Mm -hmm. But we don't have that anymore. Right. Um, So, you know, we're getting married uh, older now. Mm-hmm. Uh, than we were 50, 100 years ago. Right. And, you know, I, I honestly think that the one, the people that are getting married around, you know, 25 to 30 are going to be a lot more successful than... I, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, dumb young people. The older I get, the more I dislike the last age group. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like, I can't believe how stupid I was, you know, I, if I had made this commitment then. Not just marriage, it's like, I would be so screwed now. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we even have, uh, people that are encouraging their kids to get married, people you know, are, almost right out of high school, uh, ultra conservatives that are, you know, they will encourage your kids to get married right out of high school. Um, you have people, uh, marrying, um, you know, mostly religiously, most religious people are, uh, following a trend where they marry just for sex. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of those married, and you know, um, the Christians used to boast a lower divorce rate, but that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-mm. 
So well, this is, you know, this goes against all, this goes across all demographics in the U.S. Yeah. I heard there was a lower divorce rate, but I heard there's a lower divorce rate because less people are getting married. So. Uh, you could say that now, yeah. Right. Well, and people don't know how to have a relationship anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, you know, I would use the term relationally retarded. Um, <laughs> you know, and I know that yeah. from my own personal history and mm-hmm. relationships that I've been in. Um, and you look at, you know, just, just uh, if you look at the average uh, couple Today, I would say a good 70% of couples that I know yeah. are in, constantly engaged in completely stupid arguments and won't work, you know, they can't work through the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, that, and that works socially right. uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, social anxiety is on the rise. Uh, we, we can debate uh, the cause of that all night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a large part of that does come down to your family structure. And, um, I, I came from, uh, you know, my, my, my uh, father wasn't real social, right? you know, so I took on some of the, uh, some of that social anxiety just because I wasn't as used to it when I got into adulthood, right. uh, you know, and, and, and of sure. course I'm over that now. Uh, but there are some people that carry that their entire lives. The social anxiety that. Uh, comes yeah. from their father. Is but, you know, and I, I really think there's a point where we have to put the smartphone down and we have to actually learn how to relate to each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, ten yeah. years ago, I would have said put down the, the laptop. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just becoming easier and easier to not have to interact with people. Right. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that that will affect, I mean... I, you know, it's, it sounds comical, but Fortnite has been cited in thousands of divorce proceedings. What? The past couple of years. Yeah. What the heck? Oh my God. You know, so you have guys that would rather do online gaming than spend time with their wives and that causes a divorce. Well, or, hold up now. I mean, there's, there's certainly a defense for, for the men who, you know, uh, Look, there's things Fortnite can give you that your wife can't. Say that. No, I mean there there is an offense for that, but not well, when I, it's taken to. I was joking a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to neglect. Yeah. You don't want to neglect your your significant other to play video games. Yeah. No, that's really I fucked mean, up. To the point, you know, you know, I mean, it is being taken to the point of neglect. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you go the other way around. I think it's. It goes with both both genders, but it's primarily female. You have uh, social media. They, the chick can't put it on her phone, and that that's affecting relationships. Yes. Okay. So today I was literally looking at. Okay. So to an extent, this can affect uh, whether or not you were to get married. Um, but anyway, I, I, I was literally looking at people who were who are uh, doing like plastic surgery or something like that, uh, and they do plastic surgery to look like Snapchat filters. Yeah, Have you heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard of this happening. I've not seen it. I don't know what it looks like, but 
Yeah. I've certainly heard the tales. Um, and man, I, it, it, it's really sad, you know, how vain people are. And, um, you know, I feel like this goes back to the whole, the whole, uh, value thing. There was this girl that said that, you know, she wanted plastic surgery and it was to fix her nose. Right. Because she saw it on the Snapchat filter. Um, I think it was this, uh, it was either Snapchat filter or there was some app called, uh, uh, it was something face anyway, where you could like Photoshop, um, in quotes, uh, anyway, uh, your face and, and, and move your nose up and down and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, yeah. um, after she gets the plastic surgery, she still says, you know, I still might use the app or whatever, um, or the filters or, or something like that. And so shit, I just had like, I had somewhere I was going to go with this and then I can't, can't even remember. Um, oh yes. Um, I was going to say this goes back to, uh, 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 what I said earlier about not, you know, not feeling valued, um, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and that starts, uh, with your parents. Yeah, it does. You know, you, you, you could ask her, uh, what her dad was like. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah and I, gar and that... I guarantee you're going to get a, a series of uh, maybe not real specific, but you get a series of messed up events in her life uh -huh. that would tell you basically, oh well, yeah, this is why she, this is why this behavior is so prevalent. Right. Uh, you know, that's a, um, you know, it's kind of been like the time old joke, you know, kind of a joke, but kind of like a spot, which is actually kind of true, is like, you know, ask, ask. Uh, Ask if you're going to date a girl, like figure out what her relationship is like with her father, because then you're going to figure out if she's crazy, you know, or something. Kind of a joke, but in all sin in all seriousness, uh, as I've gotten older, and you know, I'm sure you guys have been the same way. Um, mm. You know, it used to be you kind of look at the crazy uh, women and think that in a joking way, but then you, the more you start having friends, like like meeting more more women who, like, you can actually see how how badly they were affected not sometimes you know their father was abusive or something but there's times where it's like the you know there's some people it's like their father just insult them at some point or, or said something kind of like passive aggressive and it can actually affect them for the rest of their life mm -hmm. you know their dad told them that they they didn't look very pretty or something like that yes. and like that it, that kind of stuff I, i've heard that a lot like and seeing how important the the role of the father is to a daughter mm -hmm. um and you know it's 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 like i said you know the thing about what we're saying is it's going to sound like we're speaking in cliches but on this topic it's just so true but I, I think a father to a daughter is should be representative of the type of man that you would want as a husband and that's that yes. thing where you see these you see these women sometimes going for the most dickhead guys and yes. you know they're going for alcoholics and abusers i mean look at Almost any woman who who uh, I'm I'm generalizing here. This isn't every case, but oh, but in my life, every woman that I've ever met who is attracted to abusive a holes, their father was an abusive a hole. Yeah, maybe not directly to them, but to their mother. It's like mm -hmm. there is a there is a thing where you know fathers in me, women are kind of looking for you know it gets sounds weird and stuff. Uh, you know, obviously uh, yeah. not in any weird way. But right. but but a father, it's the, your actions and the way you, you know you're setting up this model of what a husband and a father is, and if you're if you're not you know if if you're not aware of that responsibility and you you know 
you're you're an abusive dick or, or yeah. even just like I said, even just passive comments or something you don't realize, mm-hmm. you're gonna these women are gonna grow up, they're gonna end up finding guys who are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh and like I said, that's not every case. You know, I gotta be clear, I'm, I'm generalizing a little bit here, but uh, right. it's certainly anecdotally that's true for me. Like uh, I mean I could say almost a hundred percent. And then even just kind of across the board, it seems to be the case. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't, know how I, I don't know how I got off on that tangent. But. Well, it, it goes the other way, too, though, uh, if you're a guy. Um, it's not only uh, your image of uh, what a woman should be, but what a woman should put up with. Or, you know, because yeah. you get, yeah. the, you know, you have a lot of the guys that, uh, that bail on their family. Mm-hmm. And to them, you know, and to a lot of them, it's not even at you know considered a bad thing sometimes because right. it, to them it was what they knew. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they saw their dad do it two or three times, yeah, and uh, it's what how they knew how to respond. Yes. But then it's like, oh well, this is just what women are for. This is what women are expected to put up with in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, even though they felt bad about how it affected their mom, it's like, oh well, this is just life. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I mean, I mean, like I said, you, you do have women that bail in the family, but generally, it's so. I don't know the the uh, the scale is uh, so much smaller that it's difficult to even really talk about and bring it up as a major issue in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, because generally, you know, the woman leaves, she takes the kids. Yeah. You know, almost yeah. every time that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it is true that women initiate, you know, decide to end most relationships. You know, they, they initiate most of the breakups and a lot of the divorces, but mm-hmm. um, wow. they're not taken off usually leaving the kids. Yeah. So... No, I, 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 and I, that has, you know, it has to do with, you know, the biology and the psychology of both of the, you know, the male and female, but, well, uh, just, it's just overall we have, I don't know, I think what we need to get down to, we should probably, we could have done this actually for Father's Day, but understand, you, you almost got to understand the importance of your role uh, to mm. your family, to society. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, and I think that understanding, it's very important um, as a father to instill that mm-hmm. as young as possible. Right. And be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, as, you know, as far as someone our age that this is all foreign to, start, you know, start learning now. Start changing yourself psychologically. Start right. deciding that you're not going to continue the cycle because it really only takes one person to break the cycle mm-hmm. and that you know that yeah. I, I mean I, I don't mean to interrupt but i was gonna say uh before i forget real quick uh you can see how how much this ties to us talking about when you have the subject of self-reflection because there's a huge element of that self-reflection and self-awareness thing yes like if you're not aware that you're in a cycle, if you're not aware that you're part of one, then you know how can you expect to change it? Right. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, well, a lot of times there is kind of an auto awareness mm-hmm. that 
it's a standard within their family. But uh, it's almost understood as they almost can't be, they can't do anything about it or they don't know how to. From what I've observed, the conversations I've had with people that have been in that situation is, you know, well, you know, for four generations, this has been the standard. And this is all I know. That's kind of, and you can view that as a competent excuse or you can view it as a legitimate, I don't know what to do here. Um, but if I had to give the advice, what I would say is, you know, the next generation may, you know, they may hear about what you went through, but it's not their reality. So it, it didn't affect them psychologically, you know, as much. Uh, knowing about something doesn't affect you as much as experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, uh, there was a, I guess I'll go, you know, uh, Pastor uh, Stephen Furtick mm-hmm. at Elevation Church, he tells, uh, he has a very similar story where his dad was uh, the one that broke the cycle. Yeah, you know, and he never knew his father. You know, his mm-hmm. he never he never knew his grandfather, basically. Right. But uh, you know, th- this you know this pastor, his life was completely different. Uh, even though his you know because his father, you know, basically struggled his way through, trying to learn how to be a good father and break the cycle and give them something better. Mm-hmm. And you know. Not to say that it's going to be easy. Right. But, you know, it is possible. I hear those stories all the time. Uh, now, of course, this was, you know, he, he is a religious person and his father was religious. Mm-hmm. Um, but his father wasn't raised religious. It was a desire to break it and a willingness to do whatever it took to make a change. And that's affected already the next two generations of his family. Right. You know, of, of his, you know, what his father did affected, you know, already, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, I don't know, I guess most of the examples I could give that have done that would be pastors. Um, Who have broken the but, cycle. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. But there are other people in my personal life that have broken the cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's mainly a process of relearning. Right. And relearning, you know, yeah, it can be very difficult because a lot of that stuff is in your subconscious. Right. You know, you're doing a lot of uncomfortable things to change the re- somebody else's reality before it happens. You know, I know that sounds, uh, I guess you could say, very metaphysical, but right. I mean, that's that's what you're doing is, you know, you're conscious enough to, you know, if you can start it before you have kids. Mm-hmm. You decide that you're going to wait to have kids until you know you're you're committed, and you can produce that, right? That, you know, a better life. You know that's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you know people have to be aware. You have to be aware of your pattern to break it, and you have to be one to admit to yourself that this didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why I messed up. This is why this is the pain I went through. And I don't want anybody else to go through it. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, if you don't, your son's going to make your mistakes more than likely. And your daughter's going to go after guys that are going to make those mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And it will generally happen repeatedly. You'll have a daughter that's got, 
you know, five kids with three different guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, it, it came down to, well, you know, he bailed and I saw my mom do that. Yeah. I guess I guess we're gonna keep going kind of in circles here, but that's I guess that's the main the main issue, the main core of what sets a person up to you know not only view the world but view how they view themselves. Well, yeah, um, I know we did talk about so uh, I know Matt's Matt's whole topic was uh, the the family structure, and we kind of touched on. Um, we touched a little bit on the, the family structure and how it relates to like, um, places of business and stuff, but like very little. And then, uh, yeah, our main topic was, was fathers and stuff like that. So Matt, what, like, I don't know, is there, is there anything you want to add or, or is, um, there are other parts of like the family structure topic that you kind of wanted to touch on? Or that you you talked about that I just kind of because um, there was so much in that in the first introduction that you said so you there Matt hey Matt I think there? he might have might be having some technical difficulties. Uh, check your uh, mic button and make sure that you're not muted. There we go. Yes, I was muted, but uh, okay. for some reason something was glitching and I couldn't get to unmute it. Um, no, uh, but I did hear everything you said. Uh, okay, cool. I was going to say, uh, it's interesting. We might actually, it might be one of those topics where we might have to do a part two, uh, maybe in a few weeks or something, because I would love that actually. Yeah. We really, if if that's okay with you guys, like we we we've we've already gone an hour, and I feel like we barely scratched the surface because mm. there. I mean, at this point, I think it, this could end up being like a three-hour-long podcast because there's so many different areas to dive into. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I because uh, uh, we're already hitting the hour mark here, but uh, um. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, because like diving into this, like, because we're, you know, uh, Evan brought up, obviously, uh, you know, how do we, how do you kind of stop this? And part of it is kind of recognizing that you're in a cycle and kind of manning up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, but there's also the other aspect of it too, which is uh, the whole sex aspect. I mean, all think all of this, you know, fatherlessness and stuff, a lot of it comes from the fact that, uh, you know, there's so many kids being born, uh, you know, there's so many there's kids having kids, you know what I mean? And uh, there's a lot to address there, I think, because there's there's even before you have any kids, this is where, I mean, we can, we'll get into it. Maybe we can get into it a little bit here. Uh, I think, I think, uh, and, and I, by the way, I'm totally open to someone arguing against this. I'd love to hear counter arguments and things, but I think that, and maybe this is a rigid point of view. I think your parenting starts before you even have a kid. I think as soon as you start, uh, you know, having sex, basically, mm-hmm. you've got to start considering the idea because, oh yeah, and part of that means safe sex. And I, and to me, if you know, you're some you're some uh, you know, nineteen year old douchebag that is still. I mean, let's be honest, guys. You hear you hear kids talk about you know, you, you it's like, 
oh, he's 10 years old. He still believes in Santa Claus. Like, that's a little too old. It's like, okay, uh, 18 is, is already too old to be believing in the pullout myth. Okay. Um, and, and I'm, and, and my, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a joke, but it's also like, it really is true. It's like, uh, you know, that don't wear condoms all the time and are knocking girls up. It's like, you're already a bad father, right? To me, you already are. You don't have any kids and you're already a bad father because you're, you're not ready to have a kid and you're, you're, you're gambling the idea. So you're gambling your child having a potential rough start in life, mm-hmm. you know, because, because you want to, you know, yeah. be Mr. Feel good. Yeah. I and uh, I know I, I just instantly turned into a stepdad or something, but um, no, that's good. It was the most white, white dad thing I could have said. Uh, but anyway, um, I, uh, yeah, anyway, I think that's like a whole topic there is the sex thing, um, mm-hmm. and responsibility with safe sex. And, um, that kind of leads into another subject too, cause I was going to talk about the whole Christian aspect of family values. Oh, yeah. It's an important part of Christian culture. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that people write and well, write off family values a lot and family structures because of the religious aspect. I think they go. You know, there's so, there's so many people who are so used to just discounting Christian beliefs and like, oh, they're just a bunch of loony bags and oh, they're too traditional. It's like, yeah, but there's actually even if take all the religious, take all the Christianity out of it, there's still major utility to a lot of those things, including uh, the ideas about sex. Like, yeah. I, obviously, uh, I'm pretty liberal on, on sexual topics, I think, but but obviously there's utility to the idea of like premarital sex being a problem and things like that. Because if you wait till you're married to have sex, um, you're not going to have, you know, you're, you're already bypassing a ton of issues that a lot of other people are having. Cause that means you have to, that means at least you're in a committed relationship right. before you have a kid. Yeah. Now you look at, um, you look at uh, you know, people who aren't don't barely even know each other, and they're having a kid. It's like, yeah. of course, that's going to be a rocky start. And uh-huh. by the way, I'm not even trying to be kind of Mister Conservative Christian over here. Uh, I don't necessarily think premarital sex is morally wrong, but I'm just saying I get the idea of why. I understand. It's like you can't you can't act like there isn't some reasons behind these things because people try to act like oh Christians are just prudes and uh you know they make up all these silly rules about how you can't have sex and you know they're they just they just want to you know keep you locked up and you know and control your body and it's like no there's like a lot of utility to these ideas you know maybe yeah. maybe they started well, focusing less on the actual more on the rules and less on the reasoning but there's yeah. actually some good reasoning to the ideas mm-hmm. don't throw the party if you're not going to stay for the cleanup i think that's that's yeah. the way to describe it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said about the pullout method, um, <laughs> you know, it, we could argue uh, about, you know, a lack of education. Yeah. You know, lack of sex education. But I feel like, you know, we're in an age where you can learn anything you want. Yeah. By pulling, you know, it was wonderful device in your pocket that can tell you all the knowledge known to man. And sex is an important part of a person's life. And if you don't have that basic knowledge, I feel like, I don't know, you know, my, my personal philosophy is if 
you up. Don't know how to prevent kids. You shouldn't have kids. <clears throat> yeah. You know, because um, I've heard so many, you know, you, you mentioned the pullout myth. I've heard so many dumb uh, myths, you know, um, from using the shower's birth control to certain positions. And it's. There's the whole. You know, for, for someone who is anyone over the age of. You know, you're saying 18. I would say 15. Yeah. Uh, considering the fact that we have a formal class in most public school systems, mm. and having something that is considered to be such a large impact on your life, you know, I don't understand why most people don't look this stuff up. Or well, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I think I think part part of that. But bringing it all the way back to the family, this is that cycle because, you know, look, you can have sex ed classes and, and I'm not, and I'm for it. I think it's kind of, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing whenever we have a lot of, sometimes there are some conservatives who are very anti-sex education in schools and I understand the reasoning, but here's the problem with it. Um, even if you do have sex ed classes in schools, it's not going to address, like it's not going to be mean as much at all to a kid as much as it would mean for like some ki a kid's you know a boy young boy's you know father to sit him down and go explain to him something mm -hmm. you know that it'll be pretty technical at school and they might hand out condoms and stuff but i don't i i i can't tell you other than maybe you evan actually every almost pretty much every friend i have their parents never sat them down and gave them a talk they pretty yeah. much had to learn stuff themselves. And I actually think that's a big issue because, totally. you know, I think it's very important to have parents uh, sit down and talk to their kids about sex. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a lost tradition, really. Um, you know, because there, there was that, you know, it used to be a joke you throw around, you know, you're going to have the talk. Yeah. You know, everybody knows what the talk means. And yeah, now I, yeah. I, I feel like if I made that joke to a 12 year old a day, he wouldn't know what I was talking about. Man, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I was, you know, I was fortunate. My, you know, my father was very skittish on the subject. Yeah. Uh, it was after, <laughs> after he realized that I could get any knowledge I wanted on the subject, he became more open. But he, he was skittish and he taught me the basics. And then I got a hold of, of course, uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky. And listen to Love Line well, for Love Line what became five years. And so, you know, I got lucky that I discovered that radio show. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking more, uh, more in bare minimum. You know, of course, you know, the ideal is to just have your parents handle that subject. But, you know, that's not happening. Um, unfortunately, um, I, I had one guy though that I, I absolutely wanted to knock out because he told me he didn't use uh, condoms because he couldn't afford them. That's, I wanted to punch oh his life out. <laughs> you, you can't afford condoms, but you can afford a baby. That's right. That's like uh, man, I don't. I don't have a fire extinguisher. I can't afford because I can't afford one. Meanwhile, I'm going to be. Uh, you know, cooking up teriyaki every night. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
you know, you, you can't afford any, to have any form of birth control, but yet you can, it's like, it's like, no, you know, and then later that guy ends up getting someone pregnant and he's surprised. He's surprised the pull-out method didn't work or whatever odd form well, of birth control he was using. I think, the reason I think, because I have friends who I who I've talked to before and they're like, they use the pull-out method, like, oh yeah, it works every time. It's like, and I'm actually reluctant to tell them some of the biology of it because I'm afraid it'll encourage them more. But, you know, a, a, a girl can basically only get pregnant of like three days out of the month. And, uh, and a lot of guys don't know that. And so they don't realize that the problem is you don't know exactly when those three days are. Yeah. And so with, by the way, I know I'll probably sound like an idiot to any like health experts, but I know I'm, I'm, I'm true enough to, to be able to speak on this that like whatever the girl's ovulating or whatever. Now there's still a chance that she can get pregnant on other days, but it's just super slim. Like basically so, but the point is these guys I think are, are used in the pullout method and it's like the odds are in their favor. When you say uh, to, pregnant, you, you, you mean inseminated, right? Yeah. The, the eggs yeah. Not come further. I mean, okay. yeah. Yeah. I just mean, yeah. I just okay. mean the, right. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I was using the term right. But yeah. may, may the odds be ever in your favor because we don't need any more of you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. Uh, uh, oh, man. Yeah. So the, this is the, this is not the Hunger Games, it's the Down Under Games. <laughs> this is that. This oh, is man. that. Um, yeah. This is. Yeah. Flat tits and hillbilly Joe, um, but anyway, um, I was trying to do a playoff of the main character's name, and I realized that, the, that it didn't sound anything like flat tits. Yeah, cat. It doesn't sound anything like that. Anyway, I'm pretty tired, but uh, we can edit that out later. Uh, wait, this is live. Yeah. Shit. Um, so anyway, um, it, just to finish the the point there. Uh, crap. What was I saying? Oh, well, I was gonna say with the pullout thing. I think yeah. that. Uh, they're getting lucky, and they're 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 uh, they're they're trying to pretend play it off like it's skill or, or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, we can it works every time, and yeah, it works every time <laughs> until it doesn't. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, yeah, it always works until it doesn't. Uh, I. Um, Anyway, we've we've been recording for a while, so maybe we should wrap it up. But uh, that's a. I think we could talk even more about the sex stuff. There's there's literally several other oh, topics yeah. that I know we could dig into. So I, mm. I do think um, we could do a part two, maybe when it rolls back around to uh, to my topic. Um, yeah. Or or however we want to do it, but um, maybe yeah. maybe we could do. I mean, we could do uh, part two next week if we wanted to, and then just. Re, kind of refigure the tur- the the turns uh, or something, mm-hmm. um, however we want to do it. But but anyway, um, Fa- Father's Day comes out like in a couple months, right? When uh, is it? it? It's it's. I know it's after Mother's Day. Mother's Day is in May, right? Or is it beforehand? Father's yeah. Day is June sixteenth. June sixteenth. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Um, so maybe you could touch back on it then. Um, well, I, actually, I was since I I was going to like. Um, I'll probably call this uh, 
you know, family matters and then do something in parentheses, uh, like fathers matter or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, it should be on there for long enough that it'll, it'll get, it'll get found if I put in the right tags. Okay. But also, um, I was wondering if you could kind of do like, I know there's a, there's a list. Cause I, I feel like based on your, based on your introduction, we could probably talk about a number of sub topics. Yeah. Um, so do you have like a few things? Can you probably go over the in introduction or like, you know, um, do some, hit some points that you wanted to. Well, yeah, I can kind of kind of give an idea of where you, you want me to just give an idea of where the conversation could go, basically. Yeah, and then uh, in our part two, we could e either cover that, yeah. and then you know, if part okay. two takes too long, cover that in part three or whatever. So okay, well, uh, basically, I mean, one topic that I think the reason why this is so this can be we can keep talking forever about it mm -hmm. is because the family thing you can put it into these different categories and then within those there's a lot of other subjects too like you can see how easily we're talking about parenting basically yeah. and how, when does you know basically we were just talking about when does it start and we ended up talking about sex education for 20 minutes so uh yeah. <laughs> there's uh, uh one area i really wanted to talk about is is the kind of the, the idea of the of power the statistics i kind of talked about it in the introduction but you know we were talking about the fatherless thing and um, one topic I wanted to talk about is the the black community um, has a higher like has a higher single single mother rate. Yes. And you know, obviously, they also have a higher uh, crime rate, poverty. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to be very clear that I'm not trying to make any statements on races, but right. obviously, within these certain cultures in these certain areas, the, the whole matter. family system is broken down. Yeah. Um, and by the way, and then also, you know, by the way, uh, we're the white people are, are catching up pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And but then on the other end of the spectrum is you have Asian. This is why I'm saying it's not a race thing, uh, but you, it's a culture thing because you have Asians um like for my actual asian migrants have very strong family structure and they're the most successful people in america yeah i mean asian people jet they make more money they have they 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 do better in school mm. um and they have a very strong family i mean when's the last time you heard of a freaking uh you know an asian guy uh you know robbing someone I walked by an Asian guy a couple days ago. Uh, he he put money back into my wallet. <laughs> so that, like th this is what I'm talking now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kidding around, but uh, but okay. obviously the, the uh, you know um, yeah. well, or, I, guess what you know, I know it seems like I'm talking race, but here's the deal: is if you had a if, you, if I you know if I if you have an adopted Asian son. Um, and he's in a shitty family with a right. shitty, you know, his father, the, the adopted father walks out or something. Uh -huh. He's going to be in the exact same scenario as any other person. So that's why I'm trying to clarify that it's not a race thing. I don't think it's a culture thing. Right. Um, okay. What the environment that you're in and how your parents are. And um, anyway, sorry, you see, you see how easy it is to get into. But that's yeah. one area that I can discuss for a while. Because right. we can get into crime, we can get into stats. Um, and then, and then also, kind mm. of obviously within that is the, 
the thing there with the diff- with the different family values of, of Asian culture, and okay. I think that's a pretty good example of, of, of a, a positive example of okay. yeah of a family structure. But I I would, um, and I'll have to I'll have to figure this out. Um, but I I definitely want to while we're talking about this topic. I want to get into uh, what I brought up earlier um, about the the family structure, like remembering, like you know, some business models or, or something like that. Um, I, I don't I don't think I'm explaining it very well, but like um, anyway, like I explained earlier uh, to you, uh, there was something about I don't I don't know if it's like you know something about like the the head you know like the dad and then the wife like representing something and then the kids are are something else it so so it's like a it's like a representation of how like the the family um i guess interacts with one another and stuff like that so um i'll i'll yeah i'll have to you know research some of that and 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 uh talk about that because that sounds pretty interesting yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So, right. Um, well, this was uh Three's a podcast. Um and uh I think the the one thing that, you know, we we covered uh obviously in overview uh was how important fathers were um and stuff like that. And then uh so we'll you want to talk about the um Asian culture and black culture uh on uh, part 2? Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think just just well, just the different family, uh, just the the uh, maybe just look at different countries and stuff too. But okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Sweet, sweet. Um, I mean, that'll be at least one jumping off point. There'll be, you know, I'm sure there's some other areas we'll get into, but I think we could, you know, we could do a whole podcast almost on that like, that concept alone. So we'll see oh, how yeah. it goes. But. Okay. Sweet. Sweet. All right. Yeah, this was the Threes of Podcast, and uh, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching.